Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon, Martinsburg in the Eastern Panhandle. It's Spencer, Nick, and Colin here on the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. One day away from another high school football Friday night, but it's NFL's back, guys. Football is back in full swing starting tonight. We'll have Thursday night football, high school football Friday night, college football Saturday, NFL Sunday, and Monday night NFL football as well. Uh, it's Tuesday the best. night action. What? Tuesday night action. That's true. Did and we that's... even get Tuesday night action this week? No, we, we don't get it. it. It's no. coming, it'll come at some point. I, I think Wednesday night fun belt action as well coming so up this year. Every night is football and freshman uh, and this JV. Is, this is the best time of year, guys. I am Middle so school. excited to I'm to be able to, to watch it. football on TV almost every night of the week is going to be great. Well, we work. Well, I'm, so talking, about, I'm talking about almost <laughs> every you're night of the week. It live, it's even better. It is. Yeah, but uh, high school football. Back tomorrow here in the Mountain State, we'll have uh, Martinsburg at Sharando. And uh, some quick notes officially about Martinsburg. Colin, you saw everything they put out yesterday and make it official. That's the longest touchdown run in school history, a 98-yard touchdown run by Murphy Clement. I think should be 99 yards, along with a lot of people on Facebook. Yeah, I mean... It was originally announced as a 99-yarder. I think when I looked at the scoreboard, though, when we were at the game, it was a 98-yarder at the two. But from everybody's viewpoint, it was on the one-yard line, and it seemed like it was a 99-yard touchdown run. Also, it's I, 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 that's just from the line of scrimmage. I mean, he was in the end zone starting out because they always start in the shotgun formation, so... And then the other one you, you want to mention, it, or do you want me to? If you make it a 99-yard run, though, Colin, it's an unbreakable record. That's true. Records are meant to be broken. You can have a longer play if it's an interception of 109 yards or so. Maybe he'll break it this week. All right, new team record. We'll give Murphy 693. We've got two records to talk about after this. That was one record. Mm-hmm. Uh, combined 413 passing yards is the most in school history between Ezra Bajan and Murphy Clement. I believe Ezra Bajan had 396 yep. of those. And then, uh, what is that, 17? I don't know. Murphy got the rest. Yeah, Murphy had Somebody rest. else that's better at math do that for us, please. Yes, please. Uh, and then the other one was combined, uh, new record, 693 yards combined of offense. Nearly 700 yards on the, between passing and, and rushing it on Friday night. Yeah, it was a dominating performance and... I think the offense is going to continue to do that. I really do. Do you, Nick? I have no reason really not to. Um, I think Sharando, I'm interested to see how much they actually have improved. Obviously, they're off to a good start. So, you know, can they give Martinsburg a challenge uh, throughout a full four quarters? I think these first two games, you know, these teams have been pretty competitive in the first half. But will we get a, a more competitive game throughout the entirety because if, if it's not this week, then 
probably won't happen until what Riverside? They have one more. Uh, not Salem, but Highland Springs. Highland Springs. Highland yes. Springs. Next that comes week. next week. Yeah, so that that should be a good game as well. But I'm I'm intrigued to see if Sharando can put up you know a good four quarters against Martinsburg, or if it will be kind of what we've seen the past couple of weeks. Yeah, it definitely should be an interesting one again tomorrow at Sharando Martinsburg at Sharando 6 p.m. pregame show, 7 p.m. kickoff. Uh, Colin and Dylan will have the call. I'll be on the sidelines. Should be a good game. We'll get into the rest of the EPAC though. Yesterday, you heard from three coaches, Matt Faircloth, uh, gl- or, excuse me, Matt Faircloth, now I'm forgetting. I, Brian Thomas. Brian Thomas and, Craig, and Craig Hunter. Today, well, yesterday, Colin and then Colin and I caught up with um, Coach Sims and Coach Simpson, respectively. Uh, for that Spring Mills team, they were able to get their first. They were first... only with Simpson. I said, yeah, I said respectively. Okay. I said Sims, yeah, you did. I, I Simpson, apologize. Yep, respectively. Yep. I missed that word. You are yeah. correct. Come on, Colin. Uh, but uh, for Spring Mills, Is they finally... respectively Josh Sims? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. We get back to it. So, so we sp- talked to them. Yes. Spring uh, Spring Mills getting their first victory of the year last week against Washington. A 17-14 victory on a field goal was the really the outcome of that game. Uh, here is Colin with Coach Sims. As we're now joined on the program by the Spring Mills Cardinals head coach, Josh Sims. And Coach Sims, a 17-14 win against Washington. What things went correctly for your team last week? Uh, well, you know, number one, we got another great performance out of our defense. You know, we had, you know, we obviously gave up the 14 points, but, you know, for the most part, that was on, you know, a couple, you know, one-play lapses of, you know, uh, maybe falling asleep a little bit. Um, but, you know, again, our defense did great. And offensively, you know, we made huge improvements, you know, from week one a week two, um, you know, a good job of, you know, sustaining some drives and, uh, you know, chewing up some clock and, and kind of controlling, you know, the game with just holding on to the football and saying that offensively, we got a long ways to go. Um, you know, we're in the red zone four times, you know, uh, and only get 17 points. So, you know, we got to get to a point where, you know, we keep shooting ourselves in the foot with holding calls or, you know, uh, bad snaps or false starts. Um, you know, when we get down in there in the red zone, we got to punch it in and, and, you know, kind of finish these drives. But, uh, you know, another aspect, you know, with uh, Sarah Rader, our kicker, you know, obviously had a very important field goal early on in the game that ended up being the uh, deciding factor. So, you know, we had some we had some positives in all three phases. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, with, with all the positives, you know, we still have some things we definitely need to work on in all three phases as well. We've mentioned time and time again when talking with you that you have a very young team. But throughout the first two weeks against Musselman and Washington being EPAC opponents, how much have you seen your team grow so far? Like I said, I think I, I think we saw some uh, uh, you know some really good growth from week one to week two. You know uh, that, that week one game, you know there was a lot of guys, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that that was their first start. You know in a varsity game across the offensive line, um, it was all of their first starts in a varsity game. So you know uh, there was definitely a big improvement from uh, week one to week two. But you know I'm gonna keep saying this about this team. You know I, I, I'm gonna predict all season. And what I've been very happy with. And, and uh, you know, really putting me more proud of these guys about is, you know, they're giving 110% effort. And, you know, you can deal with a, with a mistake, you know, here and there. Um, but, you know, when you got 11 guys that are out there giving everything, uh, everything they got, um, you know, and playing for each other and, you know, doing all those intangible things, um, you know, those are guys that, 
you know, obviously we're trying to win every game, but, you know, if the result doesn't end the way we want it, you know, I'm willing to lose with players like that as well. So I'm really proud of the attitude and the effort of these players. What's your team need to do offensively and defensively to get a win against South Hagerstown? Well, South Hagerstown on the offense side of the ball is going to be very athletic. You know, they they have a, you know, uh, a quarterback that has very good scrambling skills. He's got a good little flip to his arm. Um, So, uh, you know, and he's got some receivers that can go and catch it. So, you know, the the best coverage to any guy like uh, quarterback like that thing that can extend plays is to get pressure on him, corral him, don't let him escape the pocket, and start making some backyard plays. So defensively, you know, we got to avoid the big play by just you know corralling this this scrambling quarterback on offense. Once again, we, we, we got to make them play our game a little bit. You know, we got to we got to pound the football for you know four to five yards and and get to a point where we can put you know our young quarterback in a situation and our and our young receivers um, where they're in single coverage and you know have you know some 50-50 balls but you know all in all we got to avoid the big mistake on offense we got to avoid the holding penalties um and you know just some sustain some drives and you know at the end of it you know when we get in the red zone we got to get some points whether that be through touchdowns or you know hitting some field goals uh you know special teams again last week was big force you know we had we had the the big field goal from Sarah we also had a a big fake punt conversion so you know we just need to keep making plays when on special teams when the opportunities present itself. So. Alrighty, thank you, Coach Sims, and good luck. Thank you, sir. That was Coach Sims, Josh Sims of the Spring Mills Cardinals, now one and one on the season, getting a big victory over Washington. Now they're one and one overall and one and one in the EPAC. Uh, they take a step away from the EPAC this week to play sat, um, home against South Hagerstown. Say, South Hagerstown is 0 and 1. Colin, do you know who South Hagerstown lost to last week? Not off the top of my head. Oakdale. Ooh, that's who they played. Rob's team. Yeah, Rob's assistant coach for Oakdale. Uh, Oakdale beat them 35-13. Uh, and that was a home game for them in Hagerstown on Saturday. Oh, yeah, that's true, because I remember him saying now that uh, Matt Miller went. Yeah, uh, but uh, so that should be an interesting game. I think it's a winnable game for Spring Mills. I do, too. I like this young team in Spring Mills, and that'll help them uh, – get going into a tough challenge the following week against Jefferson. And then Hedgesville the week after. Mm-hmm. And then Frankfurt. Then Martinsburg. I mean, then their schedule ends with University, which will be interesting to see how that goes at the end of the year. Is there ever still... really an easy week? Um, potentially. I'm not going to go there, but for Martinsburg, yeah. <laughs> they make it look pretty easy, don't they? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Not the first half this week. I know if we talked to Coach Sherman today, he's not going to say it was easy. Last week's it's church. True. No, Musselman definitely gave him a fight, but I'm saying, you know, yeah. especially once we get later in the season, I think we'll see some pretty lopsided scores in favor of the Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, but when you're a young program like Spring Mills, I think it, it isn't easy for any win. Uh, not knowing much about South Hagerstown, you know, Oakdale's usually a pretty good team based on when we've talked with Rob just like around here. You know, yeah, they're one of their about them. former – uh, players as a starter, starting quarterback for Kent State. Yeah. Uh, then they've got a former player that's a starting running back for JMU, and their kicker as well. And he, we were just talking about that the other day. But they've got you know some good players on and, that team that go to play in college. Yeah, and thirty-one thirteen is not you know the worst score I've ever seen. So we'll see if Spring Mills can get that win. Uh, I know South Hagerstown kind of struggled last year with Jefferson if you want to compare to an Eastern Panhandle school. Um, but I, I do like their team. I think they'll be 
again, probably not a playoff team this year, but maybe on the verge of the playoffs. And then next year, I think they could be a playoff team uh, with that young core they have. They have some good athletes, some good playmakers. And uh, they just continue to get better. And I really like what Coach Sims is building. And I think uh, he knows how to build a good program. So I think we'll see good success out of that team here in the near future. Yeah, and the team that they beat last week was Washington. Uh, Coach Simpson still trying to, you know, a lot of moving parts still on that team. A couple of injuries or have moved some players around. Uh, but we talked to him yesterday. And uh, here's our conversation with Washington Patriots head coach Glenn Simpson. Coach Simpson, your team, another tough loss this last week. What's going on lately with the team, and uh, what do you hope to improve on? We we have improved a little bit on our uh, our discipline, some of our discipline issues uh, in terms of penalties and so forth. Those things continue to get better as as we progress. Uh, there's no quit in our team. The, you know the the boys are still fighting hard. Uh, you know we uh, needed some breaks to go our way, and it just didn't happen this week. And coach, you prepare for a Frankfurt team down in double-A. They're 2-0 on the season, and uh, even though they're double-A, they're going to be a good competition uh, coming into Marcus Stadium. Oh, absolutely. Listen, Frankfurt High School is a great program. They're, they're a, a perennial playoff contender. Coach Whiteman out there does a, an awesome job. The, the young men who come through his program is a very proud program, and, uh, you know, we look at them, you know, yeah, they're a double-A school, but, uh, you know, they, they've, they've done a a great job over the course of the last several years they're they're a they're a challenge no matter uh, what division they're in what's the game plan against the falcons block tackle take the ball away anything else offensively wise no we're we're going to continue to do what we do and uh you know some of those uh discipline issues that i mentioned earlier staying within our scheme and and staying within our own abilities and you know me doing a better job of of play calling and i think uh, i think we'll be very competitive this week coach how have uh robel and delgado kind of gotten into things so far this year and molded into what they want to be we've had to move uh Joe a little bit because of some injuries that we've had and so we haven't we haven't seen the full complement of what he brings to the table yet as we get some more people uh, back from injury and available to us I think it you know he's going to show up in a big way. Rodrigo has has been uh, a consistent uh, presence for us on offense. He's a very good football player, and uh, I expect, uh, still expect great things from both of them as we go through the year. All right, that's all we got for you. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. All right, thank you. That was head coach for the Washington Patriots, Glenn Simpson. They're trying to get in the win column this week as they host Frankfurt. Frankfurt, a double-A power at 2-0. and uh, It's going to be a tough challenge for them. Yeah, Frankfurt being the uh, number 16, or 6 team, not 16 team <laughs> in class double I don't think we could speak today as a whole show. So, it, it's tough. I played Frankfurt. They've always been a good program, as uh, Glenn Simpson just said. They so. put up 50 they, they points. They like to pound the ball. They, they do. They put up 50 points in each of their first games. They beat yep. Moorfield 51 nothing. They beat Hampshire 50-3. to they're literally outscoring their opponents 101 to three. Yeah, it's tough to slow them down. And if they get behind, if Washington gets behind, it's going to be really tough. Yeah, because that's what we said in week one, that offensive style for Washington isn't built to come back. So if you're able to hold the ball, get into the end zone, and win time of possession, they should have a chance. Yeah, I think this is really a must win for Washington because you had high expectations heading into the year. You probably thought there was a chance for you to start the year 2-0 and 
uh, against EPAC schools that you know aren't the Martinsburgs, Musselmans, Jeffersons. They're you know middle of the pack teams like you expect to be. At least they have been. Hedgesville might end up being much better than we anticipated, but. Uh, I think it's a must-win game. Then you guys anticipated. I anticipated them being pretty. We said good that about show. every team, though. We thought every you team did. would be competitive. You went six, seven, so. eight. Every single time. Yeah. Uh, and we have tape to we prove it. Tape. Yeah, but I had the game one. I had more confidence than both of you. That's true. We did both pick Washington, and you apparently picked Edgesville, even though you say you don't make picks on games you call. Well, I quietly made the pick. I told you off the air. Not on the air. Mm-hmm. Well. All right, we don't, right, have, let's we don't have tape here. of that. But the point is, is I think this is a must-win game for Washington because mm-hmm. if you fall to zero and three and you had those high expectations, especially when you're trying to build a program, you're going to be sitting there as a high school player and you're going to think, up oh, same thing as every year. Or maybe we'll get the five hundred. Probably going to be worse than that at this point. So that that's for a mentality standpoint. I think you need a win this week. Uh, and it's going to be very tough because Frankfurt, like like you guys said, you know they're a quality program. Just because they're double A, all that means is they have less kids. It doesn't mean that they're less talented. So uh, they'll be a tough team. I mean, it should be a you know a good game. I think Washington has a chance, but they definitely haven't been able to put it all together here in these first couple of weeks. They have not been able to put it all together. Hopefully they can do so tomorrow night as they host Frankfurt. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part. By Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. The other side of this break, we'll get into some WVU, some Shepard, and, and kind of talk about tonight's NFL game, and then we'll do an NFL whole season preview um, in that third segment. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes. To your arms. These days have died. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back. Welcome back. Sorry. Click, double clicked over there to the Sports Mix here for your Thursday. September 8th, 2022. Uh, some Tyler Childers bringing us back. He's going to drop some new music just soon. Been on a hiatus. I don't know if any of you, either of you two, like Tyler Childers. Appalachian music. He got a start. He got a start uh, while I was in college. He was playing little clubs in Huntington. Now he's kind of mainstream. But uh, nonetheless, we're back on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Colin. You're uh, not. We're not doing anything tonight, so you can tune into the radio and hear your boy Neil Brown, six to eight. The Neil Brown coaches My tonight. Boy. Yeah, he's your favorite coach. No favorite football. Favorite college football coach. No favorite college football team coach. Yes. <laughs> six to eight tonight on Talk Radio WRNR one hundred six point five FM AM seven forty uh, from the Mountaineer Sports Network. W football own one trying to bounce back this week. Against, uh, is it Kansas? Yes. And if you can't bounce back against Kansas. They are 1-0, though. That's true, but they played a nobody and won. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The same thing. Just different side. Well, the WVU can't bounce back against Kansas. Hey, the true freshman running back really impressed. 
He did. Donaldson was the uh, newcomer player of the week for the Big 12 and hopefully has another great game against the Jayhawks. Yeah, and if you want to hear more uh, Mountaineer talk every Wednesdays from 6 to 7 right here on Talk Radio WRNR, the Touchdown to City Show. Uh, they're a podcast out of St. Albans, West Virginia, but they're now uh, we're now affiliate with them to air their podcast Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR. Um, your uh, favorite college basketball team, a guy we've had on the show, guess what he's doing this weekend? Bob Huggins. I know. He's going to be inducted officially mm-hmm. into the Na- Naismith Finally. Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Pretty exciting stuff. I mean, we've talked about him you know, getting the notice of in- induction, and uh, we had him on the show a little bit to talk about the WVU caravan down here. Uh, but well-deserved honor, and it's finally coming to fruition on Saturday. Yeah, it should be a uh, cool event. I think Jerry West is one of the guys that will uh, be giving a speech during the uh, induction. I forget who the other two guys are. I think there's three that were named but it should be fun and it's definitely well deserving for bob huggins as he will now be a hall of famer it's been a very long time coming especially for mountaineer fans who have said for years that he deserves to be in and now he can anything nick you got to go up to the nene smith hall of fame i did yeah and they had bob huggins's uh little seat at the coach's thing I don't know what I've never like been the there, so that I he can't. Sits on, what do you mean? So outside of the uh, Naismith Hall of, Fame, Hall of Fame, there's a statue of James Naismith, and then it's like a coach's corner thing. Okay, it has all the coaches that are either in or going in, or it might have already been there before, but I think it's new. So uh, it's just a bunch of the college coaches, I think. Cool. For the most That's pretty cool, though. I remember when you sent us those pictures from your vacation. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing. We'll talk more, obviously, WV basketball as basketball season gets ready to get going. Uh, but now we'll talk college, more college football. Division Two Shepherd Rams back in action this Saturday. You can tune in on TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. Uh, they're at home facing Edinburgh. And, uh, Nick, you've kind of done some digging here on Edinburgh, doing your prep. Found some interesting stuff before the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, the most interesting thing is that they're – starting kicker slash punter is also one of their starting defensive backs so he made a game-winning field goal he had four punts inside the 20 which got him the PSAC west defensive player or not defensive special teams player of the week and then he also made five tackles had two pass breakups so you talk about uh, a guy having an excellent outing in, in martin reed uh or reed martin excuse me um you know, he had quite the day for a punter yeah. and defensive back. And that's just kind of interesting thing about Edinburgh's uh, roster. But in terms of their team this year, a 10-7 win over Franklin and Pierce. Um, a run-heavy football team. You know, Anthony, Anthony Williams is going to be their lead uh, running back that we'll see. They got a young team. They got a lot of sophomores. Uh, and freshmen so it's very similar to Shepard I think what we're seeing in college football now and why we're seeing a lot more red a lot more sophomores and freshmen getting opportunities is because a lot of those grad students that had kind of stuck around due to the COVID year are now finally starting to make their way out so there's a lot more younger guys on the roster uh, now and it's kind of part of that transition that we're getting from COVID I think and you see the D2 level feel like you saw 
a lot of the transfers were those sophomore juniors a couple of years ago. Right. So now, as you just mentioned, it's kind of the rosters are turning over now after the COVID extra year. Yeah, and, and I think we're seeing that a lot. So Edinburgh is a young football team, just like Shepard is, really for the most part. Uh, I think the Rams obviously have an advantage with their high-powered offense. Edinburgh is a little bit undersized in some key positions. Uh, you know, their average defensive lineman is only about 240 pounds. So the Rams have a uh, big size advantage up front. They should be able to run the football well with Ronnie Brown. Um, but they're also a team that is on a five-game winning streak dating back to last season. So they are a program that could be on the rise there. Uh, they haven't had a whole lot of success in the past, but they did get an upset win over IUP. So you can't overlook this team, but I would uh, obviously look at it as if Shepard lost, you'd be pr- pretty surprised. Um, but again, it's a team that seems to be getting better and better each week. So should be an interesting game to open up the home season. And it is a potential trap game because the Rams do have Cal PA uh, next week, you know, on the horizon. So they don't want to overlook this, I, or not IUP, but this uh, Edinburgh team. I'm looking forward to it. As I uh, mentioned, you can't overlook a team, especially when you're a top five team in the nation because everybody's going to be ready to play you so you can you can't take a week off you can't slack off and think that it's a cupcake game because as nick said it could wind up being a trap game it really could and now to that shepherd side you know nick you got to catch up with a couple guys yesterday who had very impressive performances uh last thursday in the game that you'll hear the pregame interviews uh, on Saturday on during the pregame show prior to uh, kickoff, uh, but one of those guys being Martinsburg native Dwayne Grantham, who's had an you know a, a interesting path to where he is today, um, you know having that offer from West Virginia, but having uh, academic issues to having to go to Lackawanna Community College, playing two years there, transferring in, and he just seems very excited to be back here in the Eastern Panhandle, especially with game with the home opener this weekend. Yeah, he's definitely excited. He made a big impact in that win over Southern Connecticut State. Eight tackles, uh, eight solo tackles and two interceptions. So really good uh, debut for him, and he's a guy that I think brings a ton of energy to this defense and something they really needed because Chris Lane is gone, Ponce de Leon is gone. So the question really became, who's going to be some of those leaders on this defense? Obviously, Kyle Smith is a great leader for them on the D-line. They have Malik Holloway back, but you need that linebacker, I think, on every defense that can call out the plays, kind of be the guy that directs everybody. And I think Dwayne Grantham can be that guy and really be a stud for them. Uh, in their linebacking core, and he had a great first game. So his energy is a big part, I think, of this team's success moving forward and the potential that this defense has because we saw uh, last Thursday they were able to do a lot of great things defensively. And for a young unit, a lot of guys coming in that hadn't played together, for them to have that much success is really impressive, even with Southern Connecticut State obviously not having their starting quarterback. So that – took them back a little bit but i think uh that was the most important impressive thing was that they hadn't really been on the field together with that group and they still looked like you know a really competitive defense so moving forward uh, i think graham's going to play a huge role and for him being a local guy this is obviously an exciting first game for him this week so i would expect him to have another great performance yeah and he's very humble 
I noticed that talking to him, how humble he was about the whole experience of being able to come back to Shepherd, come back to the Eastern Panhandle, and just, I guess, his life experiences. And, um, you know, he kind of helped Shepard get a couple of the other Lackawanna guys. Yeah, he said that he was obviously kind of in their ear uh, because when you're transferring from JUCO, it can be kind of tough to sometimes get your credits transferred over and stuff. So uh, maybe their original plans didn't work out and he was able to get them to transfer to Shepard. So that's obviously, you know, helpful having a guy that came from JUCO that knows guys that are looking to play college football at a, you know, D2 or D1 level and he's able to bring them in, so. Yeah, Marlon Marlon Cook, you also caught up with him. You can hear that pregame interview on Saturday starting at 1130 for the W.R. Lee Miller Systems pregame show live from Ram Stadium. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabins and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family are on and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com. We're going to step aside for a break on their side of this break we're going to break down the nfl season we're going to start with tonight's opener talk a little commanders and make an announcement for tomorrow's show and then kind of do a season preview that's it that's next on today's edition of the sports mix back in two minutes should i stay or should i go After another dominating performance, the Martinsburg Bulldogs travel to Sarando this Friday night to take on the Warriors. Agent shotgun formation, two receivers to each side. Screen pass caught by Jameer Hunter. Hunter breaks off a tackle in the middle, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Martinsburg. How did Jameer Hunter get through that? Tune in at 6 p.m. Friday night for the pregame show with kickoff at 7 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Can't wait to hear that tonight. That means the NFL is back. Their annual Thursday night opener uh, will be the only Thursday night ball game. Well, except for, I think what thanksgiving yeah thanksgiving thanksgiving will be the only thursday night game that'll be on actual tv this year isn't that crazy but that means we get new music yeah but amazon should have new music right they they do i've heard it but i don't i don't have amazon prime i guess i can never watch a thursday night game you have money i don't know yeah you do not really these days no you have money Tomorrow's payday. Tomorrow is. He's payday, trying to right? get one of our Amazon Prime accounts. I know. It's That's really happen. what it is. No, I think I'm going to snag my sister and her fiance's one because I know wow. they got one. There you go. Yeah. What if they the say no? You're doing that though. What? Then they'll start tracking us down like netflix is trying to yeah, yeah. that's true all right well, let's get back in the show nfl begins tonight we go from the shepherd rams to the los angeles rams they are hosting the bills tonight game one of the nfl season um i'm just excited to watch nfl football tonight 8 20 p.m at nbc yeah a game that actually matters so that will be to see you. uh but there's a few intriguing things i think about this matchup one you know, it's Josh Allen versus Matt Stafford. How healthy is Matt Stafford? We know he had the elbow surgery, so there's some concerns there. I don't think there's any concerns. I saw a tweet. He says he's fine, but hey, it's just like the same. I think it's pretty similar to what Roethlisberger was going through. I so. saw a tweet from Adam Schefter this morning when I woke up and like rolled over and checked Twitter for some reason. Um, let me find it. 
It was just this morning. Okay, so this was five hours ago. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford underwent off-season elbow procedure to mm-hmm. deal with the pain he experienced last season and they'll prepare for this season, per sources. Despite the questions about his elbow, elbow excuse me, Stafford is, is now said to be to feel better today than he did at this time last year. He also has some unique connections in tonight's game. His brother-in-law is Bill's wide receiver coach Chad Hall, and Stafford's former teammate and good friend is Bill's punter Sam Martin. Um, also, I believe it's officially announced that uh, both Sean McVay and Les Snead's contracts are have officially been extended. Interesting. But from uh, my perspective as Through 2026. Well, uh, I have two guys going in fantasy tonight, Cam Akers and Allen Robinson. So I'm hoping for good games. I'm hoping for a shootout. We gotta make a, a fantasy yeah, segment the on this show. Bills. We will need to do that. I gotta. We gotta sit down and figure out how it's gonna work. But um, I, I'm going with. I'm kind of leaning toward Buffalo, but it, it could go either way. It's definitely a toss-up game. But I'm, I'll go with the Bills because I don't know about Stafford yet. I know he says he's fine, but I'm a little questionable toward it. And you always never know too because. It's obviously going to be an emotional night for the Rams being the defending Super Bowl champion. So you'll have the pregame distractions of the banner, the rings, everything else going on. So will it be a slow start for the Rams that the Bills take advantage of possibly? Both teams have pretty good offenses, pretty solid defenses. I mean, these are two teams that a lot of people think could the Bills are the favorites be in the Super Bowl this, this year. year yeah. So. yeah, it's the defending Super Bowl champions against this year's favorites. I mean, what a game to start off the season, right? Yeah. And I'm still leaning towards the Rams in it. I think that they'll be able to uh, defensively neutralize the high-powered offense of the Bills, not fully contain it. I think we'll still see a lot of touchdowns on both sides, but I think it'll come down to the last drive, and the Rams are the ones that are going to get it done. Yeah, I agree. I think the Rams will win tonight. All right. All right, let's move on to our season preview. We're just going to do comp or divisions, and then we're going to do who wins, who's in the AFC, NFC Championship, and then who's in the Super Bowl. Colin, we don't have time to go through every single team's record. Unless you want to make your own podcast, the Sports Mix After Show podcast, you can do that. Sports Mix After Hours. Yeah. All right, we'll start with the NFC East. We'll go... Colin, Nick, and then myself. Who do you got, Colin, NFC East? NFC East. I mean. He's going with the Commanders, one. right? You said it on yeah. uh, Monday. It, probably. Yeah. I'll stick probably? with the Commanders. It, it, I, I got it Nick's between good. Commanders and Dallas. I'm going with Commanders. All right. I like the Eagles. Wow, I thought you were going to go the Cowgirls over there. No, I went with them last year. Go with the right. Eagles this year. All right, I'm going to go Commanders. Also, a special announcement tomorrow, 1230. We joined on the show uh, by, I guess, now you can call him friend of the show, right? He's yeah. been on three. This will be a third or fourth time coming on the show. Grant Paulson, 106.7 The Fan, D.C. Uh, show host, Grant and Danny. That's a two to six afternoon show. Uh, we'll be joined by him. To talk commanders, break down the season. Uh, but now let's move to the NFC North. Uh, Colin. NFC. Why do you have to hit the table? Now I can only hear out of one ear. <laughs> Thank you. That actually did work. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> NFC North, Green Bay. I'm going with the Vikings. I'm going with Minnesota to win the North. I think the Packers are down at wide receiver, and I have a lot of concerns about that. I know the Vikings 
have always had this talent and haven't really been able to get over the hump. But I think last year they had like four or five, or it was like a ridiculous amount of games that were like decided by one point or one score. So I think this year they might get over the hump. They got a new head coach. I think Zimmer might have been holding them back a little bit offensively. He was too conservative. So yeah, I who's their head coach? Kevin, Kevin O'Connell. Yes. I, they still know, another guy that was in D.C. at one point. So give me the Vikings in the NFC North. They still have Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but I think Kirk can get it done. Give me the Packers. All right, now to the NFC South. Uh, Colin. Tampa. Yeah, this is pretty easy. I know there's a lot of hype for the Saints, but I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going to go with the Bucks as well. I think that's kind of a given. Uh, until Tom Brady shows his age, I think it's going to be Tom Brady's division. NFC West. I'm going with the Rams being getting it via head-to-head over the 49ers. I think this is a three-team race. You like the okay. Cardinals a little bit this year? You do? Yeah, I kind of do. I'm going with the Rams. I just don't know enough. I know Trey Lance has looked good in the preseason, and he's looked good at times in stints, but can he do it? You know, We haven't seen him in a full game. It's hard to get a read on them, and I think the Rams do win the West. I think they have the most talent. And presuming, again, that Stafford is healthy, I'll go with the Rams. You know, I think it's a three-team race, but again, uh, Trey Lance, is he ready? Is Kyler Murray actually, you know, we always see that fall off, it seems. He's got that fall off in October. Yeah. Is that because Call of Duty gets released? Have you guys seen that? (laughs) Uh, I think it's got to be the Rams. I mean, they they could repeat as Super Bowl champions, and, you know, they like to reload, or excuse me, like retool in the middle of the season. So who do they trade for this year? They don't have any draft picks left to trade, though. That's the problem. They'll figure it out. But uh, I've got the Rams. All right, moving to the AFC East. Colin. Bills. Yeah, this is pretty easy. Give me Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, I think this is pretty easy. The only team I could see actually making any room in there is potentially the Dolphins, if their offense heats Dolphins up. Dolphins even over the Patriots, huh? I don't – the Patriots just aren't the same. Yeah. I, know. I still like Mac Jones. I just don't think the Patriots did enough to upgrade their wide receivers. Yeah, I agree with that. Around The Mac Dolphins Jones. did. The Dolphins did upgrade, but Tua, I don't know. I, I'm not a Tua hater completely. I think he's all right. But I just don't know if he can get to, you know, good yeah, or Yeah, he's great. just all right. He's yeah. average. But I think people trying to put him below where maybe he actually is, talent-wise. I'd right. put him above Kirk Cousins. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. All right. AFC North. Bengals. Ravens. Ravens. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I'm picking the Wonder Bengals why. as well. You're picking the Bengals? Yeah. All right. AFC South. Joe Burr. Colts. Uh, yeah. No. Titans. Titans. I'm right there with you. And the most intriguing division in all of the NFL. The AFC West. The Broncos, Chargers, Kansas City, Chiefs. And Las Vegas Raiders, I think they legit. That's going to be the the hopefully the tightest race of all divisions. Well, yeah. it's tough because they play each other twice. I think those maybe not the tightest, but it's going to be the obviously the most the best anticipated yeah, division most anticipated in the highest powered one. Yes, they could have. All I'm going teams with the Chiefs. Make the playoffs. That's true. I just I don't know what to do. I'm going Chiefs. I'm going with the. Los Angeles Supercharger doesn't really flow, but give me, give me the Chargers. I'm stuck between did, uh, the Chiefs Warren and the Chargers. That, by the way, well, I you think here's the thing: 
the Chargers, I think, made a ton of upgrades to their pass rush, or one big upgrade to their pass rush in Khalil Mack. I think their defense will be much improved this year. And I think Herbert takes the next step. The Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill. I know they get Juju, which is a solid addition, but they have some concerns there. I mean, Mahomes will make those guys better, so I'm not super concerned about it. But I just think that the Chiefs' defense isn't that great. They lost Tyron Matthew. So um, I'm just leading toward the Chargers this year. I think that Herbert will take that next step. They have a ton on offense around him. They have a really good defense. Bosa and Mack off the edge is going to be very tough to get the football out. So I'm going with the Chargers. All right. I I don't know. I, I, I literally written on this piece of paper. I have Chiefs slash Chargers. I literally we'll make a pick. I literally just can't make a pick. Right you have now. to. You know. have to. All right, we're, we're going to protest. We're going with the Chargers because Nick's Nick's makes too many valid points, and I was thinking the exact same thing. Like I feel like Kansas City's lost more than they've gained. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. We're going to take our final break of the day. We didn't even pick the Super Bowl. We're going to do that when oh, we come back. Okay. Uh, we're going to pick that when we come back, wrap things up, or maybe uh, pick some MVP, maybe stuff like that. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Again, we'll wrap things up on the next segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix back in two minutes. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome. Welcome Never mind. back to this final segment of the Sports Mix. Nick's trying to screw me up over here. Segment sponsored in part by, uh, by, excuse me, by the Marion Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Uh, Spencer Dupuy, Nick Lee, Colin McLaughlin, wrapping things up for the last uh, four and a half minutes or so on today's edition of the Sports Mix. I will wrap it up by uh, previewing or predicting, I guess, what our thoughts are on who our conference championship games will be. Who do we think is in the NFC conference championship and who wins? I think uh, the Bucks are going to play in the NFC championship against, hmm, why not the Rams, I guess, and give me the Bucks to win that game. So revenge from last year. Yes. I got Tampa Bay beating the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship. All right. I've got the Bucks versus the Packers, and I've got the Packers winning. Now to the AFC. I got the Ravens and the Bills, and the Ravens win. Ooh. I got the Bills getting revenge and beating Cincinnati. Okay. I've got the Bills I versus know, it's the not Chargers year, and the but it Bills will be winning. revenge from the regular season. <laughs> okay, Colin. I, I know. There was a coin flip last year. Everybody knows that, Nick. All right. I've got a very weird... Uh, i got Bills versus Chargers. Me. Bills, Chargers. Who do you got winning? I've got the Bills. Two teams that never won a Super Bowl. Who'd you take in the NFC? I took Bucks, Packers, Packers winning. So you got Packers, Bills. Packers, Bills in the Super Bowl. Who I do you Bills, have in the Super Bucks. Bowl? And I got the Bucks winning. I got Ravens Bucks. I got the Ravens winning over the Bucks. 
Last time the Ravens had to pay a quarterback, take you back to 2012, right? What that quarterback go out and do? He won the Super Bowl, and Joe Flacco he got his money. Lamar's going to get his money. He's going to win MVP, plus two thousand odds there. So go ahead and I did sprinkle a few on dollars on I that. And uh, but mine was at plus eighteen hundred. I was disappointed. Well, I mean, sorry, use FanDuel. I don't know what to tell you. All right, so who do you have in the Super Bowl, Nick, and winning? I just, I just said. said I got the yeah. Ravens win the Super Bowl. All right, who's your Super Bowl MVP? Flat or er, <laughs> 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 They're trading for him now. Maybe. That'd be interesting. Uh, Jackson, obviously, if they win the Super Bowl. All right, who's your NFL MVP? You Lamar just Jackson, said. yeah. I, I put money on Jackson just because the odds were higher, but I think it's going to be Allen. I've got the three-peat. You think it's Aaron Rodgers? I think repeating? not only do they beat the Bills in the Super Bowl, he wins Super Bowl MVP the night before he takes home the AP MVP. Nah, he chokes. I'll, I don't think so. I think he Tom finally Brady does wins it. the Super Bowl. Gets I think he Super finally Bowl does MVP it and, and retires. Think, I don't know. Retires and joins whatever. Fox. Whatever one pays the, him the most. Who do you think's the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year? I don't know. <laughs> Jahan Dotson, because I have him in fantasy. Sure. And Let's defensive rookie of the year. Huh? I can't even think of a defensive rookie exactly. right now for um, some reason. Hutchins. The Lions. Yeah, guy. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, Aiden Who do you think comeback player of the year? Trubisky. People, can he be a comeback if he was never good? Fair enough. <laughs> Derrick Henry's coming off an injury, so I'll go with him. I'm going to go favorite. Brian Robinson. Plus 500 on FanDuel. <laughs> okay. Coach of the year. I can be a comeback. I mean, I know he's coming back from getting shot, but I'm just saying, like, he didn't come back like from. He never played before, so. But he's I mean, coming back from potential death. Fair enough. That's what Nick said, just in <laughs> more out there terms, I guess. All I right, that was potential. rookie Stop of the year. Stop hitting the table, not like Brian Robinson can be rookie of the year. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix tonight. Six to eight, the Neil Brown Coaches Show. Then we'll join in progress as get ready for kickoff for the NFL season from Westwood One. The Bills versus the Rams uh, for Josh Sims, Glenn Simpson, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verslini. I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in sports coverage. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg.